Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Top of page 246. Today is October 8th. Not when I'm recording it. It's not. Um, anything else? Words. Words, words, words. The first word in this episode is color wheel. Two words. Noun from circa 1893. It had to have been made before that. A circular diagram of the spectrum used to show the relationships between the colors. They have relationships, the colors. You didn't know that. They are partners and siblings and grandparents. No. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll post a picture of the color wheel. I'm sure you've seen it. They probably, you probably saw it when you were in a little kid in school. Maybe you are a little kid in school. But uh, there's the opposite colors, like orange and blue are opposite, so they're, they're complementary. They sort of go well together. Green and red are complementary, and then you mix the two, and you make this other color, and it's a good time. We all have a good time. Next is colossal, adjective from 1712, one of relating to or resembling a colossus. And we're going to see colossus in a few words. Number two for colossal. Of a bulk, extent, power, or effect, approaching or suggesting the stupendous or incredible, as in colossal rock formations. Three, of an exceptional or astonishing degree, as in a colossal failure. I hope I have never had a colossal failure, but maybe this podcast is. A synonym is the word enormous. Colossally is an adverb. Next is Colosseum. So I think recently, what was it? Uh, for a bunch of episodes ago, we had a different spelling for Colosseum. This is a noun from circa 1715. One is capitalized. An amphitheater built in Rome in the first century AD. So they wouldn't have called it, I guess, a Colosseum. Well, we'll get to the etymology in a second. But, you know, the, our, the, the word Colosseum is 1715, but the first century AD would have been 2,000 years ago, way before 1715. So, you know, there's that. Uh, number two is just the number two definition for the word Colosseum, which is the one that we had a while ago spelled C-O-L-I-S-E-U-M. So this is Latin. It is the neutral of Colossius, which means colossal. Um, and so this this building, this amphitheater, was a colossal building, and so they called it the Colosseum. Uh, yep. And now you can go visit it in its uh, half-destroyed state. Next is Colossians. You could also say Colossians or Colossians. Shuns, Sheans, or Seans. Capital C O L O. S-S-I-A-N-S, -S. noun from, oh, it doesn't give a year, a letter written by St. Paul to the Christians of Colossae and included as a book in the New Testament, and it says to see the Bible table. Uh, I probably just pronounced it Colossians when I read that, uh, but I guess the, the first pronunciation is the best, uh, Colossians. Next is Colossus, noun from... The 14th century, number one, a statue of gigantic size and proportions. Two, a person or thing of immense size or power. I think in The Princess Bride, they're talking about 
Fezig. Uh, what's his name? The little guy's talking about Fezzik, and he says, you were supposed to be this colossus. I think he used that word in there. Uh, okay, next is colostomy. Noun from 1888. Surgical formation of an artificial anus by connecting the colon to an opening in the abdominal wall. So, yeah, this happens when people have problems with their intestines. If they have it, have to have them surgically removed or bypassed for some reason. A whole, whole bunch of reasons why this could happen. Um, and you could, it could be anywhere from a, a baby to, a, to an elderly person has this. And so, yeah, they, they, they move the, the intestines around or whatever they have to do. And they have it actually come out of the, the belly area somewhere. And then all the stuff that you consume goes into the bag and you have to empty the bag and it seems like a big pain and I am really glad that I don't have this and to all of you who do much respect um uh yeah it's it seems like a a big pain but you get used to it and uh I hope I never have this but you know it's just a normal part of life for some people you get used to it I guess next is colostrum This is a noun from 1577. Milk secreted for a few days after parturition and characterized by high protein and antibody content. And colostral is an adjective. So I assume this is talking about uh, a woman who has a baby and she breastfeeds. But I'm not, I I don't know what else. I mean, mean, it probably is talking about um, other mammals as well. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But specifically, it has high protein and antibody content. Um, And it's a Latin word, which means bee stings. Now, it looks like bee stings, but I don't know if that is how it's pronounced. Man, I do kind of remember reading that word back in the day, but I uh, I don't specifically remember what I said about it or what it said. Maybe it just sent us to this word colostrum. Okay, next is color, C-O-L-O-U-R, chiefly British variation of color without the U. No U. Next is a suffix, colus. Is that how you would pronounce it? I don't know. It is C-O-L-O-U-S. It means living or growing in or on. Hmm. As in the example, arenocolus, R. No, A-R-E-N-I-C-O-L-O-U-S. This is from the Latin suffix cola, which means inhabitant. It is akin to the Latin verb colere, which means to inhabit. And there's more of the word wheel. Color wheel? No, not that wheel. Interesting. I don't know what arenocolis means, though. Okay, next we have... Uh, you can pronounce it a couple ways. You can say... Calportage, calportage, or calportage, calportage, C-O-L-P-O-R-T-A-G-E, noun from circa 1846. It is a, oh, well, it's related to our next word. It is a colporteur's work, a colporteur's work. Colporteur is spelled C-O-L-P-O-R-T-E-U-R, and you can pronounce it calporter, or calporteur. Um, and so the calportage is the work that is done by the calporteur, which is a noun from 1796. It is a peddler of religious books. So they go around selling religious books 
and then that work that they're doing is Calportage. It is French alternative of Middle French ca, uh, Comporteur, uh, which is from Comporter, which means to bear or pedal. But I guess it's specifically religious books for some reason. Next is Calpascope. No, nope, nope, that's not how you say it. Calpascope. There's scope at the end. Calpascope. Noun from 1937, a magnifying instrument designed to facilitate visual inspection of the vagina and cervix. And calposcopy, calposcopy, that's the word. That is a noun. Um, and this is from Greek kolpos, which means hollow. Wow. Hollow or bosom or vagina or womb. And then, of course, that's plus scope which we'll get to, but it's the thing that you use to look at stuff. Uh, and then there's more at the word gulf, G-U-L-F, like the Gulf of Mexico, That that's that's that kind of word. Um, I bet all of you women of a certain age are familiar with this colposcope, and I have never heard of it before. Next word is cult, just C-O-L-T, noun from before the 12th century, 1A, the synonym is foal, F-O-A-L, but especially a male foal, and that's a, that's a young horse. 1B, a young male horse, there you go, that is usually not castrated and has not attained an arbitrarily des- designated age as four years. But the, but the age is arbitrarily designated? Why is it arbitrary? Arbitrary. Okay, number two is a young, untried person. They are a cult. So this is from Middle English, from Old English, akin to the Swedish dialect word kult, K-U-L-T, which means half-grown pig. And somehow we moved it over to horses. Next is coltan, noun from 1999, a dull black ore that consists of a mixture of columbite and tantalite, and is a minor source of tantalum. And those words don't mean anything to me, so this doesn't help me whatsoever, but all I know it's a dull black ore. Um, and the, oh, well, it's a shortened for Columbo and Tantalite. Uh, that's where the coal from Columbo and the tan from Tantalite. That's where you get the name Coltan. Next is Coltish. Adjective from the 14th century, 1A, not subjected to discipline. 1B, synonyms are frisky and playful, as in cultish antics. I have a feeling this is from the word cult, the young the ho- young horse, because uh, they're frisky and playful. Number two, of relating to or resembling a cult, as in cultish legs. Yes, they're very wobbly on those legs when they're young. Cultishly is an adverb, and cultishness is a noun. It would be great if I could actually remember all of these words that I read and use them in everyday language, but I don't think that is going to happen. Next is cult's foot. Cult's foot, one word, noun from the 14th century. By the way, if you want to pluralize it, it's cult's foots. Cult's foots. (laughs) That's such a weird word. Not cult's feet. Cult's foots. Okay, this is any of various plants with large rounded leaves resembling the foot of a colt. How is the foot of a colt different than the foot of a full-grown horse? I don't know. But especially 
a perennial composite herb with yellow flower heads appearing before the leaves. And the scientific name for this uh, perennial composite herb is Tusilago farfara. And our last word is colubrid. You can say col... Oh, no, no, no. You can say colubrid or colubrid. I thought it was colubrid, but no, no. You have to say colubrid. C-O-L-U-B-R-I-D. Noun from 1887. Any of a large cosmopolitan family of chiefly non-venomous snakes. And the family name is colubridae. Or would it be colubridae? Uh Colubrid, it's so hard not to say colubrid. Colubrid is also an adjective. Uh, it's just ultimately from the Latin word colubra, which means snake. The snakey snakies. Okay, so the words today were color wheel, colossal, colosseum, colossians, colossus, colostomy, colostrum, color, colus, colportage, colporteur, colposcope, colt. Coltan, Coltish, Colt's Foot, and Colubrid. Maybe I can post a picture of a snake for that one. Maybe I will post a picture of a colt. Um, hmm. Not sure which one I want to pick as the word of the episode. There were some important ones here. Ooh. Well, let's just, uh, let's give a bit of a shout out to, um, all the people who have colostomies. Because that sounds like it is that sucks. And uh, maybe I should stop saying that. No, if you, um, because you may have to get one of these, and I don't want you to say, oh, that sucks. I don't want that. I want you to say, oh, well, this is life. This is what I have to deal with. There wasn't any other option. I just have to do it. So, yeah, you just have to do it. And you just learn to live with it. That's all. So, colostomy, colostomy. I'm glad I don't have a colostomy. But some people do, and that's just fine. And they have to clean it out or change it up every now and then. I don't know where these songs are coming from. All right, so holiday time. If you want to hear that, in Croatia, it is Independence Day. In, uh, oh, usually I read this other page first. Let's do that. That will make me happier. Oh, and I didn't update the page. So we are on October 8th. In where? Where in where? Columbus, earliest day for Columbus Day. Eh, Columbus. That's a that's a whole thing. Um, in Hawaii, they have now Discoverer's Day. And in the Chickasaw Nation, they have Piomingo Day. So these are all sort of related. Um, and then in some parts of the U.S., some states, some cities, I think my city in particular... It is Indigenous People's Day, which is a counter to Columbus Day, and I very much like that. Um, In Samoa and Tonga, it is the earliest day for White Sunday. It is... Well, I'm not sure why they're mentioning this now, four days later, but it's World Space Week. I feel like I mentioned that before, probably. In India, it is Air Force Day. In Namibia, it is Arbor Day. In Iran, it is Children's Day. In Peru, it is Navy Day. In Sweden, it is Crawfish Festival or Crayfish Festival. In Estonia, it is Entrepreneur's Day. In Peru, oh, I think we said Navy Day, so this is Naval Battle of Angamos. In uh, Brazil, it is Northeastern Day. It is World Egg Day. If you want to 
have some eggs, I guess. Uh, more fun holidays. Alvin C. York Day. I think he was probably part of the military in some way because it shows a picture of military people. It is American Touch Tag Day. So is that just the game tag? You have to play tag? Ooh, could you imagine if we had like a like a whole citywide game of tag or something? It is International Lesbian Day. Uh, this is kind of random, but not entirely. Uh, yesterday, um, up in the Chicago area, there's a place called Ravinia, and uh, they have it's a it's a place where performers come and there's a stage, but then there's an also like outdoor area where you can hang out and have a drinks and food and stuff. And uh, so yesterday, I know a bunch of people who went to see the show, which was the Indigo Girls and Ani DeFranco. And uh, it sounds like, you know, I saw people posting about it in Facebook and they were like, were all the lesbians here <laughs> at this show? Um, because it's a very lesbian friendly uh, crowd. Anyway, it's International Lesbian Day. It is National Fluffernutter Day. Now, I'm not entirely sure what Fluffernutter is. Um, it was mentioned here. Let's click on this link. I think, is it like marsh? Yes. Yes. Here we go. This is what I want. Peanut butter and marshmallow. That's, that is all I need. Uh, okay. It is also National Pierogi Day. It is Vet Nurse Day. So nurses that work in, uh, veterinary places. World Day Against the Death Penalty. That's good. World Octopus Day. If you have not seen that movie, that documentary, uh, my, uh, my Octopus Teacher, is that what it was called? That's a good one. All right. We talked about all the holidays for this day, October 8th. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Bye-bye.